0: <laughs> hey, you got it normal ways. Now I think Yeah, do. this was yeah. earlier. This was. Oh, that's earlier. I guess. I
1: think I got to start it that way, which is what I just did. I think we might be we might be good right now. I hope so. I think we're good. All right, You should get some. Uh, you got got wait for some. Got to wait for some confirmation from people.
2: No, mine's am still sideways.
3: So that's a no.
1: Hold on. Good. Brent Crabtree says we're good. Oh, we're good. All right. Uh, thanks, Brent. All right. Brent Crabtree. All right. Kyle Spinks is watching. Oh, Brad hey, Hammer- Kyle. Brad Hamrickins. Brad, I'll, I'll tell you how as they as they roll on here. Brad Hamrickins watching.
0: All right.
1: There's somebody else here. Ray rolls. Good now. Nice. Scotty Clemson. Good. Hey. All right. Well, he he's paid to be here. <laughs> all right, back and I, in I were good. All right, all right. What, people are really staying up late for this. Yeah, no, I mean it's, like these, yeah, it's past my bedtime. Yeah, no, this is this is uh, I think this is the prime time to do it, the Sunday nights, because people are usually home. They, they don't have something. You know, this is like a good time to do it, I think. So Kenny, go
4: again. I'm sorry. So okay, take two.
1: Try
0: it again. Take two.
4: Uh, where, 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 uh, hi, uh, Kenny Mintz, Company. Yeah, go Gators. Go Gators. Uh, I am a colonel in the Army and I'm serving as a director for the Center for Strategic Leadership at the US Army War College. And uh, yeah, loving loving life in Carlisle, PA. Cool, I'm Craig Moore. I'm a colonel in the US Army. Uh,
3: Just arrived here from Belgium, so I'm still fairly new at Carlisle, but I am taking over as the course director of the Strategic Leadership course in the Distance Education Program. And
5: I'm Jeff Settle, go Ducks, D1. Um colonel, go, go Greeks. There you go. <laughs> so bread. The, uh, um, I'm a colonel in the Army. I'm the, currently the associate provost <coughs> at the, uh, at the Army of War College. Yeah, which is kind of like the Dwight Schrute <laughs> of the provost office. I'm <laughs> the associate of the provost, I think. So, yeah, no, I'm the associate provost here at the War College. I've been here for a little over a year. Uh,
2: Doug Winton, go tell the Spartans. It's a mouthful, but I am the chair of the Department of Military Strategy, Planning, and Operations. I, didn't, I <laughs> know, man. I didn't make it up. It's just the job they gave me. you too
0: hot. My name is Chris Hart. I'm apparently the only one who's not a colonel in the United States Army of the five uh, Olympics. Olympics, I yeah. yeah. So I retired in uh, 2016 um, after brigade command. So I was in 25 and a half, and like I said earlier, it's well, it's probably 25 and a half years more than anyone expected, so, yeah, and I just happened to, while I was stationed here at the War College, my my family liked it, so uh, they decided they weren't moving ever again, so.
1: Yeah. So here you are. <laughs> I retired
0: to come back and do it with my family, so I'm just a guy, yeah, yeah. So retired help. guy. You're a good guy.
1: Who's that? So tell me about the family. Let's talk about kids and stuff like that. You got kids?
0: Uh, So I have three kids. I have a son who is a senior in high school and contemplating his college options. I have a son who is a sophomore in high school. Uh, He is the classical ballet dancer whose show I went to see today. And then we have a daughter, uh, and she is nine years old and in fourth grade. That's my wife, Nicole, and I. And and she is actually after... uh, Nineteen years, still married to me. Which yeah. again, Congratulations, it's, it's that's good. A, it's quite a shock. Yeah, <laughs> uh, surprise.
1: And how, how about you, Gary? Doug. No, I'm, I'm Doug. Doug. <laughs> there is a Gary Winton <laughs> out no, there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no relation. Didn't Boxing. In Hell yeah, yeah he did. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, did. The army. <laughs> He's <in the> army. <laughs> 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 <scored my laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. On more than one occasion, uh, well, he said, I when "You're right not now. holding
1: up to the name." You know, I, I listen to my podcast and be talking to um, Monique Washington. I had like five beers that day. It's like it's not a good way to do this podcast. So I'm doing a, I switch to the scotch. Right. So We're you right. want a
0: major witness story? Uh, no, no, you, you, you can do a major witness story. No, yeah. uh, he was the best. <laughs> uh, so I had a little bit of a temper. No. When I was younger, really? yeah, no. and so Dave Velasquez, was my, my my company mate, he he beat me in racquetball a lot, and I was so mad one day in the racquetball courts that I punched the glass wall. It said the glass door where it said racquetball courts. I smashed that thing from fucking smithereens. <laughs> oh, is this the right rated <laughs> And I smashed that to smithereens. I still his scar right there. Really? And I and I was like, well, I can't just do it. I cleaned it up and everything and I was like, I gotta tell somebody. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, who do I know has a good impression of me? Shit, nobody. <laughs> and so I was like, but Major Winton, he's a good guy and he was like <laughs> I don't know what he was chewing on, he goes but I'm dumbass. <laughs> As like, yes, I am. and he
4: goes, "Please go back to your company. I'll dude, take care of it." He he's stayed in for dude. One, he's didn't? a Good dude. He's, he made colonel, I think. Right? Quentin? I, don't I don't know. know. Well, I, I never, never saw him again. Never I never it. saw anybody from there ever
5: again. You didn't? No.
0: I saw Cook, Jeff Cook. Do you remember uh, Jeff Cook? Yeah. No. Captain and then Major Cook. He was there like our junior or senior in the Department of Physical Education. Uh, he was my S three. I,
3: I saw Major Raymond, who was my SOCH teacher. I went to a workshop at the Holocaust Museum about six years ago, and he came down from PK SOI. And hmm. I still oh, remember. Yeah. That's the dude that cheated me out. He's still here now. I, I don't know. I think he
2: is. Yeah. I think he's still here. What's the name? Raymond. Which I, is? I forget his first major is all I know well, him by. It, it wasn't Dwight. Uh, Shoot, I know him. I, I can't remember his first name. Well,
5: I had Major Dave uh, Perkins was my mechanics. Be Oh, was, I for real. Saw him around. Yeah, you saw him hand. once or twice. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So I'm sorry, Doug. <laughs> yeah. <about that. laughs> so hey, the uh, so my, my yeah, oldest. Old that was that's that's right, that, that's right. a dumb story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <But> thanks.
6: <laughs>
2: so my oldest is Josh. He's a senior at the University of Kansas he's on an ROTC scholarship so right. he found out a couple weeks ago he's going active duty Good. and right, a couple weeks right. from now he'll find out his branch so awesome. pretty exciting yeah. and then uh so uh grace is 19 and she's at catholic university she's a nursing major she's also on an army ROTC scholarship is for, where is no he's in it's downtown DC. oh okay yeah and uh my youngest is becca she's a senior she has said she will not do anything related to the military, um, and uh, she's committed to play field hockey for Allegheny College, which is in Northwest PA, just south of Erie. That's right. And she was
1: just here, and we were we were
4: trying to keep our, our mouths. Unfortunately, there was did, a she probably heard some pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's gonna be scarred. No, yeah. she won't be scarred. She Pol- heard most of it before. Yeah. <laughs> well, she has
1: the, like ear beer, the ear, the ear, like yeah.
5: Sony
2: uh, headphones on her or something. She's not listening. Yeah, to no, it no, 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 no. She's not paying any yeah. attention yeah. to any got of
4: this. A little, yeah. Uh, yeah. Got a little, uh, got a little,
1: got a little, yeah. little X-rated here, whatever. All right. So Jeff, Jeff, who's here? Thanks to thanks to me saving your life. I know. Yeah, and I just want to say thank you for those of us that went
5: to Camp Gruber, Oklahoma. Uh whole cell family. family. Were you a yeah. So four of so us yeah. were a Camden? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, four yeah. of us in this room. Wow. Yeah. yeah, for aerosol school. Pretty and amazing. Then Jamie, wow. yeah. And then uh, Jamie saved my life as he uh, extricated a piece of chicken or something. Whatever the mess, all I know is it. I got a freaking AAM Yeah, you did. It was crazy. Did you
1: really? Yeah. So everybody thought I was like an honor grad or something or prior service. I like walked around like a badass with this one AAM. Right. What
4: meal was that that you were chasing? It was lunch. I remember it was a lunch, but I don't remember... You know, which one? Are we I on? remember like not going to the meals and like sleeping in the mm. barracks. <laughs> and I've never top. missed a meal to sleep. That sounds yeah. like you, Kenny. Now we're <laughs> getting back on track. Being right. sleep anytime—you never know when food's coming again. Yeah, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I, I just remember it. the warm milk, man.
1: It was, like sick warm yeah. milk. <laughs> disgusting.
4: Yeah. yeah. Usually, when the milk's warm, Today. you just you don't,
6: you
2: don't drink it. This milk's kind warm. Look, look, look. Wow. that was as oh,
4: disgusting as I thought it was. Maybe I wasn't so dumb after all. Why am drinking this? It smells
0: pretty
1: bad,
0: but well, I don't know. It's not bad. You put it on like your cereal. I'm like, is this like
1: soup? Like, more? <laughs> yeah. I smell worse when I scrape dog shit.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my boots on today, so. so. Oh, it's being, it's being All right, tell us your story. Oh no, Sorry. yeah. Um, you know, I've got four kids. Uh, I'll start. I'll go in reverse order. So I got Margaret. She's my seventh grader here. Right. And Carlisle I mean, out of St. Patrick's, and then we've got um, my son Williams, a sophomore at Carlisle High School, and uh, you know, looking for his college options. I've got uh, my other daughter Julia. She is a Junior at St. Francis University out near Altoona. She's a cheerleader out there and awesome. kind of digging life there. Uh, and then our oldest is Meredith, and she's married and have a wow. son-in-law. His name is Ben. They're both Baylor grads. Wow. Uh, Ben's an engineer. Meredith is a NICU nurse. And yes, I have a grandchild. Oh, so, yeah. one of the, one of the First, <laughs> yeah, yeah so I've a two-year-old a Yeah. Your new Delta Chi name is Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, because she's beautiful, so my grandma, uh, of course she is. Um,
3: before we get to my kids, it's when I'm doing PT or anything, I do math to occupy my brain. Uh, Oh, I've never yeah. experienced yeah. that in my life. I've <laughs> never heard that. Those words
5: have never <laughs> no, no, no. crossed the he was. I two. Two, two plus one is three. <laughs> three plus
0: one is four. Four plus one is <laughs> five. <laughs> <Four> plus <laughs> five plus five. Like, that's it. That's all I can do. I just I say know. one
3: plus
4: one equals three. This week
3: was 10,000 days from our graduation. What? what? Wednesday of this week was 10,000 days since. <laughs> no, days days. Ten you ten ran days. long enough to count from zero to 10,000? I was group them into groupings of 365. It makes it a lot easier. Okay. Wow. wow. That is. <laughs> hey, Ken, that has never ever been. <laughs> hey,
6: what's this filthy vibe about? It went to a wing
0: stand. It was. I was like, wingman. I got hot. <laughs> who are these
3: freaks who are, are these freaks? We're Einstein, <laughs> Einstein. <laughs> All right, tell us okay, I have three daughters <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, My oldest daughter, Becca, uh, graduated from Penn State with a degree, a teaching degree teaching the English language, and decided to move to Korea and teach English to young Koreans. She'd been there for about two years. Last time I asked her, "How long do you plan to stay?" than me two three years 20 30 years Wow really Uh, she loves living in Asia so I may never see my grandkids Mm. Um, Mm. my second daughter also graduated from Penn State with a degree in international politics and another degree in German so obviously she went to Germany stayed in state college the young man that graduated a year behind her just finished Navy OCS, so I don't know where her life is headed now. Uh, and then my youngest daughter is a freshman at Penn State.
1: A lot, Penn lot State of, uh, a lot of Nittany Lions there, huh? uh,
3: It's, you know, I, I mean, there's a long story to that too, but I, I did my PhD there, so my kids have lived in State College, Pennsylvania, uh, longer than anyone. else. How many else.
4: PhDs are at the table? Are you PhD? Okay? Uh, close, but not there yet. Close from there. I think we call you doctor. Uh, Dr. Rain Dr. Rain Man. Dr. Rain Man. Dr. Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> Hot's I, no doctor. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a
0: PhD. Right. We got a master's at the War College. What is that Stephen Stanton? <laughs> oh, a PhD is Poinemia Detachment. I, I think we have, <laughs> uh, I think there's
4: three people watching Harvard this, right? No, we got nine people. Oh, we got nine, nine people. Nine's wow, feet. that's
3: amazing. How many like, have tuned out since we started? <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's right, we're so much fun that we're just, like, enjoying each other's <laughs> company. A lot of
1: people come in and out, and they listen to it on the on the after-podcast, or on that they download it. Right. So,
0: hey, so this one time? I was, at, <laughs> I, was at, I was at Buckner. No, seriously. You think maybe I was at Buckner? You like working Poco open. <laughs> Good hair on this table. Yeah, He's
4: good. Well, it's yeah right there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, could, you could, like, you Hey, I'll
0: take the gray. Dog. I don't have anything up yeah, yeah. there.
4: You got some nice sideburns. Yeah. We should zoom in on those. So yeah. <laughs> on <the sideburns, laughs> so, I'm
0: actually trying to on uh, beat Tobias Funke for for Halloween. For those who have watched the rest of the Development, know. Nobody okay. no. up there know Tobias <laughs> <"Doh> 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 Funke. Okay, uh, we just lost everybody else.
4: So. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny, family? Oh, so I have four kids. My oldest daughter is uh, doing her master's at uh, the University of Vermont to be a dietitian. Uh, My second daughter, Emma, is at Clarkson University, studying to be a chemical engineer. She just got accepted to a very good internship for next summer, so she's doing very well to be a chemical engineer. My third daughter's taking a gap year and living in uh, Burlington, Vermont, with my oldest daughter, Ruth. And my son, Max, has skipped his junior year. He's in a senior year of high school in Sacketts Harbor, New York. And uh, wants to study uh, aerospace engineering. Wow. And I'm taking him to see uh, Penn State uh, cool. next week. Awesome. So yeah, he's gone so he's to Syracuse, Clarkson, Colorado State, or University in Boulder. And then we're going to go to Penn State. And look. So those, three of those schools are in the top 30. Nice. In aerospace, so yeah. UT's up there too, I think,
1: right? They
4: might be, yeah. they might be. I don't recall. I remember our, our, our uh,
1: classmate Scotty, Scott Brender got his master's degree there because he was all fired up to do the aerospace. And I just saw them, I was out in Seattle last week and I saw Scotty B and I saw Mark Potter and a bunch of other of our classmates. It was, it was good to catch up with them, so. Yeah. So it occurs to me you guys are all here in the same geography, and there's probably been some other times throughout your careers where you crossed paths with with other classmates. Like like I I remember talking to uh, Moose George, and he said like CGSC was like West Point 2.0. Like it was like the kind of like yeah. coming together of people that were career army officers. So uh, you guys, as you think about it, are there other points in your career, or other times where you've ended up being like side by side with, <coughs> another, with another one of our classmates, or just Serendipitous connections. Well, like we said earlier, you know, when we were teaching at West we're Point, teaching at West like a,
3: a three-year class reunion.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that was right around nine eleven, right? So yeah. that's a whole other story yeah. we want to talk about. Like I, I want to go yeah. back to that, but that was we had. We must have had like ten people there or more. There. Right. Oh, way more than ten. Really? Because yeah. there
3: were
2: in the social department there were. If you told me it was a hundred, I
3: wouldn't be surprised. Really? really? Yeah. I mean, across you know tax and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could see it. Yeah.
1: Who's attacked? Who in
3: fact, did, have you read the book, Absolutely American? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brian I, Turner. Who's that? A... Uh, Ralph Paredes. Ralph Paredes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's his company. Yeah.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that he was attacked for? Yeah. Did they mention his I name though? Yes, ago?
3: they did. So they do? Yeah. of so uh, the the got end. his picture in there. He's yeah. chewing yeah. out this thirsty like this. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Ralph and I were in the same it, I, uh, same battalion, or same task force in Korea, so huh. we had a lot of times out in the field together.
0: Yeah, I, I talked to Ralph for a few weeks. Do you? Yeah, I <laughs> he, Is he in California now? Uh, no, he's not in San Antonio. So Ralph yeah. okay. just retired uh, this year? Yeah, earlier yeah, this year. That mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. So that the book talks about, I can't remember which company, John Vermeesh, who is like class of maybe 89, yeah, yeah. Was, the, was the TAC. Maybe maybe ninety. Um, great infantryman just mm-hmm. retired, and then Ralph takes over for him, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to see it. that company. It was pretty like pfft, amazing yeah. to read that book. It was a, the. The, the guy who runs uh a reporter analog and he was like with them for like 4 years. Yep. It was yeah. a warts and all look at the academy. I tell everybody up, if yeah. you want
3: to know the academy read this. Yes, cadets have sex, cadets drink, cadets do illegal little drugs in small numbers, you know. You know. What? It's all there. Oh, right we here. were there. Yeah. <laughs> the
4: old boss at the <laughs> <bottom>. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And,
3: and that's uh, you know, a few of my friends know the walls at Buckner. Are just wide enough to put a fifth of Jack Daniels between. them. Well, and right
2: underneath the rack where your M4s go too, right? The <laughs> space so between the. So w- when you oh, go back, we <laughs> like yeah. when
1: you go back bump. as a tac, how do you not like know all? Like, you gotta like know all that, right? Like, it seems like the tacs never knew, but they must have yeah. known, right? They had to have. Yeah. Me. My tac officer was an Air Force guy, so he didn't oh, shift. Yeah, Air last <laughs> uh, yeah. like too, Yeah. Uh. But so what are the points in time have you ended up crossing paths with classmates either uh, at, at, like, Army, well, I Army, Army yeah, school? No, was the,
5: the biggest one. The, the other thing, the one point I told you before was, uh, you know, in Iraq, I had the pleasure, our squadron, I was a squadron XO at the time, and then Chris Ingen, who was one of my roommates, my yeah. first first semester of plebe year, you know, so he was in D1 with me all four years. But Chris was a squadron XO at the same time, so I got to rip out with him, our unit ripped out with him, and it was, uh, it was the easiest relief in place I've ever done. Just because you're dealing with somebody that you delivered laundry with, you know, for four years and you were memorizing, you know, all these menus and everything. And we could count, we still could, we were on the same wavelength It made it really easy. So, and then of course the schools and, um, you know, we lived around at at Harper Heights and and Fort Hood, Texas. There was a lot of folks that were there. John Hopman, um, Bill Hecker, yeah. He was one of my neighbors in in the same uh, housing area. Uh, Bill Hecker, we shared a backyard. Uh, Alan Streeter was also down the street. Since so, uh, you're talking about Bill Hacker, you got a Bill Al's, Hacker story. Al was in our yep. was in our cl- was in our war college class. Al yeah. Streeter. Streeter. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. He was in our major school class too at the very right end. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So Al's still in, you know that I know, and um, yeah, great guy. But it, the Bill Hacker story. It's just, and Bill was such a you know, good guy. It was it was an interesting time, and I don't want to you know take the conversation down this way too soon, but. It, um, it was interesting. I i just done a Sams tour, you know, so I was at CORE. And uh, and so I was getting ready to go down to first Cav Division to be an XO and uh, Bill was already in Fourth Infantry Division. Okay, so but we shared backyards in Harper Heights. So our kids, you know, we passed the kids over the fence they played with each other and you know the kids were hanging out and Susan and Rochelle and Susan, my wife, and then Rochelle, you know, they would talk, we'd go over, you know, a couple times for dinner. But one time uh, I spent you know, I, to scratch whatever itch I had, I was putting up a shed in my backyard, you know, this big, massive shed. And, you know, poured the concrete, did all this other stuff. And I'm just busting my hind end for this thing for months. You know, I'm just not getting it done quickly at all. And I'm out there on top of the, you know, the shed putting in shingles. And I'm pounding in shingles up there and, and just sweating myself. And Bill's out back playing, you know, with his kids because he's getting ready. to go to baseball, it, sure. yeah, yeah, he was getting ready to deploy, you know, but he was out there with the kids. And Rochelle goes, I need to go. Give Jeff a hand. He needs some help, or whatever it was. So Bill just he goes back to the house, grabs two beers. He comes over, is like, "Hey, you need a beer?" I'm like, "That's all I needed, man." You know, and it was just it was a great memory because I just remember sitting on top of that roof and I'm looking down. And he's hanging out at the fence, and we're just just talking. You know, we're talking baseball. We're talking, you know, you know, units. We're talking army. We're talking everything. Edgar Allan Poe. I don't remember that. Just, it, I'm sure it probably did, but he was. It was. Uh, it was just a good conversation. It was just, it was, uh, it was sad because I, mean, I never saw him again, you know. And it was just that—that's what—that's yeah, what broke our heart, you know. And of course we were getting ready to deploy. We we're, you know, first cab was going in after that, and it was hard uh, for my kids as well. So I made that just kind of made all those deployments kind of hard. But, mm-hmm. You know what? Bill was just just a great guy. You know, he's just in the neighborhood, and of course he was just. We were all majors at the time, living that life, and it was hard. It was stressful, mm-hmm. but uh, I just remember sharing that beer, you know, with him. It was just a good, you know, good memory to have him. And they live in
1: our memories, right? All yeah. of our
4: fallen classmates. Yeah. So, what other what other points in time were you guys at cross so, paths? So it's, you know, I you know I never I never taught at West Point or anything like that. So most of the time our our paths cross at schools, but uh, I got to serve with uh, a really great guy, Greg Anderson, who just got promoted to uh, Brigadier General. General. Yeah, and uh, Anderson, in fact, I ripped huh? with him, and uh, as company commanders, we ripped him and and. Matt Morton, I ripped with both of them in, uh, in Bosnia. And then Greg and I were battalion commanders together in, in, uh, in Afghanistan. Um, when he left Afghanistan, he took uh, a ranger battalion right away. And then I saw him the following year when I was the division G3 at 10th Mountain. We had deployed to be the uh, RC East headquarters and I got to work with, with Greg again. Mm-hmm. And you know, the fact that we were classmates, you know, it, it was sort of, yeah, we were classmates, but it, but our relationship was in the Army. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really how most of the people that I've run into that are our classmates has been in the context of the Army. And so, you know, that sort of has defined, well, at least most of us, right? I mean, we've served in the Army, and that's been our life. So our relationship, although you have this common sort of goofy <laughs> Four years at West Point, you know, where you're a kid, and, and it's you know we we all knew each other when we were 18 years old, but how I, I think of like a guy like Greg is like this incredible, ultimate leader of our army you who know, I got to serve with, you know, and there's a lot of guys like that, you know, um, D. A. Sims, Moose, Joe, uh, Joe Ryan, yeah. I feel um, that way about Todd Wasman. Yeah, he and I were battalion commanders together.
2: So I, I knew him as a, as, a, as a cadet. He was in C2. And he, I think he was our battalion XO, maybe. The, uh, so I knew him. And then I got to know him better when we were teaching at West Point. But where we became tight friends was when we were battalion commanders together at Fort Sill. Yeah. You know, he got there. I don't know. We changed command within months of each other. Um, his wife is amazing. Tracy's just fantastic. Tracy and Gabrielle became great friends there at Fort Sill. He's another yeah. grandpa. Yeah. Yep. Um, the, uh, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> <laughs> I but my, uh, I just
1: not, I just talked to my 15-year-old today, literally today, he's got a girlfriend. You know, I, I, was like, I told my girls I'm not allowed to get married until they're 30. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. No, I
2: just, so Todd's just a great guy, right? The, um, he, uh, he's, an ADC for 1st Infantry Division, yeah. leading the charge for the Army in Poland right now,
1: right? Mm. point man for the Army in Poland. That's awesome. Um, incredible with, so uh, we, what he's doing. We were saying too, like, we think, I, I don't know, I mean, I certainly don't know, but it's unlikely that we're gonna see one of our classmates be the Commandant, right? Because he's kind of skipped over us, right? There's 290 grads now, mm. it's probably unlikely, yeah. but he would be a candidate, right? I, yes, right,
2: Combat Arms Officer, he's an ADC right now, so, Next summer he would be available to be the com. I think he's uh, I he's he's the top Probably of my right? short list. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'd love to go back as the
4: calm. It <laughs> <laughs> would be so much fun. Oh, you would uh, just it uh, would be hard like, like freaking Donkey Kong. <laughs> right?
1: What would you do? What 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 would you do? What, what what's your first week there going to look like? Funner uh, uh, for, yeah. for everybody. Starbucks for everybody. I'll
3: tell you yeah. what I yeah. would yeah. change. So we nice. would have brigade reviews again. Which I don't know that they've done that in the last twenty years because really? yeah it's. I mean the graduation
2: team. parade still right
3: and then there's gotta be they don't do Sammy anymore. What? They, what? Well they they'll tell the plebes now will tell you they have Sammy. <laughs> yeah.
6: What the hell? You know?
5: Oh my it's, God! But when we
3: had Sammy, what What's, is what is Sammy? West Point has
6: evolved. <laughs> no.
3: Oh, seriously. He's he involved. Now, uh, now, with that said, yeah, there's some shit I would they, change. They, they would have Z brigade reviews. They would have Sammy every week. Uh, but one thing I liked is I reflect back on our Beast experience. When you think of, of Lake Frederick, what do you see? What's the first picture that comes to your mind? Glenn May Glenn Mason. Patton.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I of do, I remember watching a pup patten, 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 you know, and, and
3: a Russia. million tents in geometrically perfect lines. I went out to Buckner, I forget when, after 9 11, not Buckner, Lake Frederick, and there ain't a no pup tent to be seen. No shelter has They're under their poncho line, ponchos out in the woods. It's like, just no, exist, yeah. It's like, Okay, that's an evolution I can get behind. You know, yeah. we went to summer camp. I mean, we st- it was summer camp in the Adirondacks. I even and, think we got you know, ice cream. Yeah, we got <laughs> ice cream. We watched movies. You know, uh, these kids were out there learning how to go to war.
4: So the thing that I was dis- was always disappointed about at West Point is no one would really talk about the army very much. Like I, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna learn. How- I'm gonna come here to be an officer, and lead soldiers, and you know, I want to know about. Soldier. You really thought about that? Is I. Well, no, that's what I I thought that I was there to do. Like, I thought I was there to learn how to be an officer, you know, in the Army and lead soldiers and stuff. And there was, like, very rarely. So I got to be an ROTC brigade commander, and that was, like, a theme. It's like, talk to cadets about the Army. Talk to them about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Talk to them about soldiers. Talk to them about NCOs. Talk to them about about all the things that you messed up, you know, so that you can create some context for Mm -hmm. cadets. And and I kind of felt like I left West Point pretty confident that that I could figure things out. Like I I was pretty confident, but I didn't feel like we learned a lot about the army at West Point. We learned about the army when we went off to CPTLPT, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, aerosol school maybe not so much, (laughs) (laughs) a little bit. Camp Gruber, Camp Gruber. We didn't learn about the army at Camp Gruber, but that was like you know, that was like a disappointment for me. It was a lot, it was very academically focused. I thought that we would learn more about. It. He almost killed this whole body. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Move, so moving on to the Yeah. I think they probably got, because of, because of the war, because the of attack officers are combat vets, I would hope that there's more emphasis on leadership. Like, real leadership. Um, yeah, I would have been a
0: case. I mean, when you've, it's got gotta be right continuously, right? Yeah, Since 2001. So, I mean, every tactical officer is a combat vet. Exactly. I mean, Everybody we no, that no, no, was not the case when we were there. Yeah, a few right.
5: people who went to Grenada or something like that. Right. I remember Dale Watson, who was my history bee, yeah. was you know he was in the Americal Division of Vietnam. That was yeah. that was yeah. like our experience yeah. with. Yeah, Tex Turner was our vision yeah. of what yeah. Yeah. a combat leader so, was. He was like, over the top.
4: Yeah. Like I was like, man, I'll never ben. be that cool. Yeah. <laughs> he would ben jump out of air, four. He would like skydive into the plane. I <laughs> <was> <laughs> like, Art-tags, Art-tags. That guy
0: was
5: amazing. No. No.
0: But every cadet that that goes to West Point now, like they they know they're yeah. going with the specter of war, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I and mean, even now, see still, every every cadet since you know 2001. I don't know I mean,
4: what their what their specter is right now because. You know, we're... If you were there as
0: calm, you would definitely be a specter. <laughs> yeah, Get it? That was wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> wordplay.
1: This is a boxer who's coming yeah, up. right. Are you sure you're not a poet? Yeah.
5: So that's how you I, I, was, I, I guess sorry, Jay, It was funny because. You said this thing before about, you know, your your shirts, your company shirts that see you in Iraq. And then I remember yeah. our graduation parade. Remember, it rained on that. Obviously, that's the reason why we all lost our dress parades which is not. <laughs> the but there's, it was funny because I remember people yeah. telling us, saying, hey, if it rains on your graduation parade, your class is going to war. That was an amazing. And parade. we're sitting back thinking. It was thinking, an Asian parade. Yeah. But, it, you, know, and it's still, you know, the memories are just yeah. vivid. And yeah. uh, You can hear the storm. Yeah. And, yeah. But it was, but I remember people saying, it's like, if it rains on your graduation parade, your your class is going to war. And, you know, and you look, now we look back at it 27 years later and go, going, holy crap, I spent, I spent more Most time of your career. in my more. career, yeah, in this. Um, so, didn't realize, Lieutenant Settle had no clue that this was going down. Right. Oh, yeah. So, That's so this is a great
1: segue to actually the 9-11 stories, right, because that was when shit got real right. for the Army. It shit got real for all of us, right? All of you that were on active duty mm-hmm. at the time. And right. several of you were at West Point at that time. So mm-hmm. maybe we can hear that that context of experiencing 9-11 and your idea about like every cadet since then knows that they're going into a wartime army but what was it like then like what was it like you know basically counseling and leading and and kind of mentoring cadets at that time and what was it like for you and your family so so tell me so who was at West Point at that time I was so three of you guys I was so. at Fort Polk for Polk? Yeah. I was an OC at You named love I was you an OC. I have to. Time. to you. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, I don't know. I, I think, and you know, I think sometimes we have this habit of sort of revisionist history where you think it was a certain way and maybe it wasn't. Maybe the timing didn't work out. But if I remember correctly, I had a first hour boxing class. Um, so I taught boxing. And because I wasn't qualified to teach anything else at I, I was minimally qualified to teach boxing. Uh, so uh, and and I remember I came out of first hour class, so maybe first hour maybe first hour ended at seven forty. No, first
3: hour starts at seven fifteen, it ends at eight ten. Eight yeah. ten. Well, that
0: time it would work out then. Eight ten yeah. would work out, yeah. So, yeah. so I came out of boxing, and I had to walk through the class of 62 room in Arvin, which is like a cardio room mm-hmm. on the first floor, yeah. to get over to Pershing, which is where the DPE, Department of Physical Education, offices were. And I remember all these people were gathered around the TVs, and I was like, what the hell? And I looked, and someone was like, man, a plane just flew into the, the World Trade Center. And I was like, shit. And, and as we were watching it, the second plane hit. Yeah. And I remember it just, yep. like, I went, I I've went, watched it. I went cold. I like, I went news. cold, and I was like, because at first I thought, oh, well, what a horrible fucking accident, right? Right, right like exactly. I felt like a pipe I just, would I went, and yeah, yeah, I went cold, and I was like, holy fucking. Yeah. You, you can it, see whatever you want, man. It was like, it, like it, holy it, fucking probable. shit, right? Yeah. And seriously, like, a week later, I had an M sixteen on gate guard <laughs> yep. at, That's, at yeah. fair yeah. gate yeah. in the middle of the night, yeah. and the quarterback of the football team and some other football yeah. players were coming back on post yeah. drunk. Uh, <laughs> I, I probably yeah. shouldn't say that, yeah. but yeah, I mean we were pulling right. They ran a DA six, yeah. and we were yeah. pulling we were. gate guard on yeah. fair yeah. gate, right? Yeah, yes, so that we was were. Crazy. Yeah. And then it was, and then when we all talked about where are you going next, it was like. Well, where are you going next? Yeah. That's gonna go to yeah. Iraq or Afghanistan. Right? Well, Iraq I, I, didn't Afghanistan. Yeah. Afghanistan, yeah. Afghanistan Iraq. of course. Once but Iraq then,
4: started, then then it was. Well, Iraq kicked off before we well, left West. Iraq it happened off. over at CGSC. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, C- yeah. For
0: me, for us, Iraq was when we are still at West Point. I was yeah, at it was nine, for me too. Nine nine two thousand three. So I knew you knew based on what. Same here. Yeah, I don't. Because I did C
2: G S
4: 2003 to 2004. Yeah, I did two to three. Two to three. I didn't go to
1: CGSC.
0: Yeah, I was there with Eric Timmerman. I didn't. Eric Timmerman. Uh, How many...
1: Is is he still in? He just retired. Did he? Yeah. He just retired a year ago. I just remember him doing the... uh, (laughs) Sweet? The... uh, Nice. who, Who was the guy that... We, we just mentioned his name, the head of DMI. What was his name? Um, Tex Tech Turner. Tech yeah. Turner. Doing yeah. Tex Turner. Um, he had to he had to imitate him and he, yep. he use like put a paintball in his mouth, yep. and bleeding and, like Gene <laughs> <like, James> Simmons. He's a great guy. Yeah. Eric Timmerman. Yep. Yeah.
0: He was my yeah so roommate. Here. What was he really? Yeah. We used to uh, talk. I don't know. Like we used to get crazy at West Point, right? I remember <laughs> TJ Sheehan Cheyenne. was my classmate. Well, there's and a great so, guy, I haven't seen him forever. What a great I mean, guy. TJ's still in. He's at, um, what's it, Mon- Cheyenne Mountain or whatever? Oh, really? TJ was my
3: nephew's battalion commander. I went really? to my nephew's uh, graduation <laughs> from infantry OSAT at Benning, and TJ was his uh, the battalion
0: commander, and Tony Benitez was commanding the other battalion. That's awesome. So TJ had an OC iron band? Like what's that? What's that officer
1: in charge? Day? Wait, yeah, wait oh, you, you, you went around to like wake people up all the night? No. Oh, worse.
0: Okay. So TJ dressed okay. up like he was the OC with yeah. captain rank. <laughs> yeah. And I dressed up in in whatever uniform he had to wear as a cadet. So he was pretending to be a captain. And I was pretending to be a thirsty. Yeah. Maybe we were firsty shit, yeah. I don't know. All like, house. Was like,
1: you motherfuckers woke me up. I remember this. Yes, I
6: remember. Oh wait, this so is there's a war. Yes. There's, there's more. So I've always
0: wondered. So, so you, you remember you remember what did we call it? Like Naked man? A running man? A running, you know, that running man thing started with Eric Timmerman. That running man, whatever that running burning man thing that's popular now, it started with Eric Timmerman. So seriously, TJ, so Eric Timmerman is running around as naked man. And TJ starts yelling, hey, you stop. And I was like fuck this shit. So I started running after him. I caught him and tackled him. He's <laughs> making ass. So listen, his, your face his ass. fucking
6: day.
3: So, yeah.
0: Cool. So my face is in his ass. Now <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so TJ's, TJ's like, oh, I'm gonna get you. And I swear out like Timmy goes, dude, please, please, please. I've already had two first class boys. i the number one. I'm gonna get kicked. <laughs> and Tina's like, I'm not a captain of TJ And Eric's like, you fuckers I, I
1: remember getting locked up at one o'clock in the morning by the yeah, OC walk awesome. into my room. Yeah. I mean like my fucking tidy whiteys and Miss Campbell, <laughs> we're getting locked up. I'm like, what the fuck? And then and then you guys left. I'm like, did that just happen? <laughs> the next morning like the OC came into our room last night at one o'clock yeah, and locked us, us up. For what reason? The like, problem was, it, it couldn't have Army been me. <coughs>
0: yeah, it was Armin Week. Yeah. But it couldn't have been me because, generally speaking, if I was involved, everyone knew it was some sort of prank. Was all, I, was like, I was dead asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Like,
4: yeah, like you would seriously be chasing some dude. You know, like, this is my
0: serious face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm serious.
4: Did any of you guys ever live on Central Area, like our cow? Or first yeah. year? First yeah. First year. So, Bradley Barracks so and then... Uh, Bradley Short. All oh, three so years. I used, know, used to yell... I like so We lived, the, lived the on the, the sixth floor. 50s, I never did. We I I so so lived on Short. the sixth floor, and I used first to, person, like person. at like 2200, I would yell, horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay? I don't know where I came up with it, but I would yell it out the window. Okay? And then I'd just sort of walk away. And like the next day, I'd go, about 2200. Horseshit! And somebody else would respond, Horseshit! And then I went out like the next day and I went, Horseshit! And then it was like five people, Horseshit. Horseshit! After about a couple of weeks of this, the whole freaking whole, like, everybody that lived on Central like, HORSE yeah. SHIT! <laughs> That's the kind of shit that was all you had. That was fun. That, that was all was you had.
1: That was getting crazy. We didn't that, have flat parties. Yeah, that was crazy. I would just show
5: <laughs> horse shit out the window. I, I'm starting that tomorrow at the War yeah. College. About right. 10 o'clock Same. in the morning. If you remember
3: Central Guard Room, you know, yeah.
4: the one time? The donuts, the, the donuts are, the donuts are in. In.
5: I out. Set
4: in. Out. <laughs> in. Out.
3: In. Ow. Ow!
4: I laughed every,
0: every time I did that. That was
4: the best. Yeah, we <laughs> actually.
0: Like, I'm not a handy guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I, 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 bet I bet you could, you could demolition. <coughs> you could do demolition, I think, right? Well, I can break shit. Yeah, yeah of course. I, <laughs> yeah. So, so there was
0: a, somebody is a higher class than us, whatever. I don't remember. What I was a yearling. So, the guy was a yearling or cow. Like, he made this thing with. Like these cardboard tubes, and and it was row upon row upon row, and and aimed at central barracks from the top of whatever Bradley Shortwing, and and we had all these bottle rockets, <laughs> <laughs> and and the the, the tails. Well, MLRS. Jam. <laughs> they were all like right. chained together <laughs> and strung. I was like, like holy shit like this is this is somebody's this is insurrection this isn't a major this isn't like a master's degree thesis this is a graduate this is like a <laughs> doctoral thesis so we set this up and we like lit it and then ran like it was on a timer and we had it timed it was like Oceans of <laughs> And we had enough time Okay go 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 And we would run and ran back and we were in our rooms looking at Central Guard Room from Bradley Longwing and it was like Now <laughs> And all these bottle rocks, and it was just, <laughs> And, guard room like and that Central Garden like. And you're like
4: you're like the cadet that's stuck on duty's like, fuck. I <laughs> just yeah. wanna like, fucking be here. <laughs> 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 ah.
0: Ah! Uh, yeah. Like that's the kind of shit <laughs> that we thought was awesome. And, like that's college.
4: I remember <laughs> like during LED weeks. So we, we, we lived on Bradley Longwing 6th floor, and there was that alleyway behind, behind it, and plebes yeah. would get sent running through yes. there. The Godfrey, God we used to call it the Godfrey. would take a like whole shit. Sunday
5: paper, yeah. wet down, <laughs> can it would weigh like 60
4: we freaking pounds, yeah. and it would kill you, right? Yeah, it would and, kill and you. Like, Two liter bottles right, full of piss. Right, right. <laughs> Two liter <laughs> bottles. And, and it was great, right? <laughs> and nobody ever got hit somehow. Yeah. And then the it next sucked. morning, somebody was clean up there <laughs> cleaning
1: Jamie, you've lost
4: control. No,
1: yeah, <laughs> this, this, this is good. what we want. This is, <laughs> <suck>. <laughs> right. this is good time. Hey, seriously,
0: you remember this one time? <laughs> <laughs> we all back there.
1: So let's bring it back to the 11 story at West Point. Oh, so, so you guys are on the gate. What's your story? Did they give you
3: guys ammo? No, no, here, let me tell <laughs> <that> you. <story. laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, right. I have a weapon yeah. without you're, ammo. You're going to bet. Freeze. They didn't give you ammo. Let me tell you. I know they didn't give you I ammo. I was assigned. <coughs> I not. You're a deterrent. I, I was assigned to. In the yeah, uh, I was on stair yeah, gate. Yeah. yeah, my boss Is was an thing? infantry lieutenant colonel. Me, <laughs> aviator. Uh, another classmate to, uh, Give an aviator a Scott
0: Smith.
1: <laughs> by the way, who's the commoner?
0: <coughs> Common Commoner? Uh, Eric Olson?
4: Yeah, Eric, Eric Olson. Yeah, who's, the,
1: who's the, uh, super? He's the guy that uh, got us all ripped
4: off. Crispin. Yeah. yeah. Well, he anyway, was the like, man the 25th Division. Uh, was it Crispin then?
0: 2001? Yeah, it was Crispin. Lennox? Yeah. And then after Crispin was Crispin then was the commander. Yeah, was Yeah. And it was uh, Olson, and
3: then... Yeah, Lennox was my econ P, But, um... Uh, so they say, hey, you've got this block of time to secure the stony, lonesome gate. So we sit down, we got our maps out. Where are we going to place our cruiser, weapons, you know, high-speed avenues of approach. we got everything covered. Nine we w. show up on the day. They issue us each a reflective vest, one axe handle, and a mirror to look under the clouds.
2: And I'm like, okay, I guess this is how it's going to go. That's, <laughs> That's the army. Yeah. Yeah, before, yeah. I, I'll be honest, I don't I mean, remember weapons. being issued a weapon. Because
3: yeah. we weren't qualified we, on we,
4: anything. We got an axe handle. But I mean, we're all all You're more wrestlers. likely to shoot yourself.
0: Hey, you stop. You know? <laughs> hey, you have any rounds in here? No, seriously, my story sounds like shit. Because I said we had weapons. So we Although had to We, we can edit, edit that out. <laughs> edit
2: out. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't think I was given yeah. a weapon when so, I went down to theory. I had
0: a... Baseball pads (laughs) with spikes on it, like the guy in Walking Dead. I remember two cars coming through the gate that
3: I checked. First guy comes through and says, I'm an off-duty Highland Falls cop. My service revolver, here's my badge, service revolver's in a case behind the seat. Okay, this is something I have to report to the MP that's sitting over in the guard shack. So I walk over there. Guy's an off-duty cop, showed me his badge, Guy's service revolver with him. Nope, not allowed on post, turn him around. Okay, you're the boss. Uh, turn him around. About two hours later, this guy shows up, shows me his post office credentials. I'm an employee of the United States Post Office. I have three rifles and ammo in the trunk. Hm. Okay, go tell the MP. This guy's postal. Th- just running. what you want. Yeah. A yeah. fucking post office employee. Yeah. Yeah, what is that weapons. expression going postal? Yeah. Exactly. Right. He's got long weapons and ammo in the trunk. Yeah, Go ahead. What? It was like what kind of algorithm are you working with here? Because I don't get it, you know? It was
4: some chart, you know? Yeah. Yeah. i 3D <laughs> rifles. Okay, you're good. <laughs> this E5 with the
0: 9mm, she's the boss. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but you had an axe handle. Yeah.
3: yeah,
1: so
0: if if shit went down, I had well, to... So, so you, you're in no, DPE, me. you're a yes, yes, and yep. you were... BSNL. BSNL. Yeah, that should come as no surprise that I was in DPE. <laughs> 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 no, seriously, I taught SOSCH. International Relationship. Yeah, because you know I look really smart. Yeah, okay, the only
2: thing funnier than you teaching social studies is me teaching DPE.
0: That's a high zero, man. Yeah. <laughs> You think,
2: maybe when I was a kid, I got a four on that event? <laughs> no, there is no event I got a four on, all ever. I, all in I that can say <laughs>
4: is, thank God for the trampoline. That's <laughs> the only thing that got me through gymnastics.
3: I got a four on one thing in gymnastics. That was my round-off. <laughs> because every time when I tried to do a, a cartwheel, they said, that looks like a round-off. So they said, do a round-off? Be, let me just do a cartwheel. Okay, that's a four. I passed gymnastics uh, on the last day. The no, no. I,
4: only reason I pass is because of the freaking trampoline. Yeah. Because all you had to do was like, <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know, right?
4: Miss Tendi and those other just sons d- of bitches. Miss Tendi. Miss Tendy? Miss tendi. tendi was still there when no, I was teaching. Really? really? Tendi. Yeah, Doctor Tendy. now. Fuck those motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 hey, have
1: that kind of the Swiss Miss?
4: You guys ready to hear Oh yeah. man, <laughs> I fantasize about it. <laughs> <laughs> Like she talking. Nice. She'd be talking at the poop oh, deck, and you're
1: just like, "My elastic trout So no. what? So- Remember like
4: you did it? You got right after breakfast, you go to class. You know your trout that you got when you're plead, you were a plebe. You catch a little bit of morning work. Take him. You know, sexual
3: tension. Get more you grab
2: your books, that's when you grab your books you're
6: like... Oh. Right,
2: right. Hard. Right. <laughs> the only reason you are
4: laughing? is because you know it's true. Come on. <laughs>
0: Why are you
6: holding
4: those books?
0: Oh, shit. Can no, you guys... <laughs> shit. You're like,
4: please, please, God. Just stop. Let's go away. Uh, no. Oh, no. Actually, that never happened to me. I was just playing off what he was
0: saying. Oh, <laughs> 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 Not
1: today. Not today. I'll take you going downhill fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: my God. your best staggered
1: ass. What the fuck? Moose George would knock over a <laughs> fucking desk.
0: Jimmy, you want to get us back up there? So you guys were at West Point. What was that one? I don't know. You were really professional. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, hey, ser- seriously, I was a colonel. Okay. <laughs> well, I am still a colonel, so. Like, gonna, I won't be after this. Are they not, like, you guys were <laughs> no, all no. laughing? Oh, like, like seriously, I really was. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're laughing. Shoot, you, you like, were everybody general. on this. You were a brigade
2: commander, I know. Oh, like, god.
0: seriously, what the fuck was I'm <laughs> thinking. <laughs> they finally caught up to me 25 and a half years ago. Really. Holy fucking <laughs> shit. You it, never should have been promoted beyond First Lieutenant. <laughs> you know
2: that's BS. Yeah. You know if you had chosen yeah. to pop, you would have kept going. No. Yeah,
1: like, Yeah, they, they were looking for reasons to get rid of me. not uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. right. buying that. <laughs> this is, so, to that's take crazy. it back to this, 9-12. What was 9-12 like at West Point? The, the, the day after. twenty twenty one. Yeah, tw- yeah. The 9-12. September 12, 2001 at West Point. The next day. Like what was that like? Like were you, were you back in class the next day? like oh yeah, so I'm just gonna yeah. continue yeah. like so I remember so my memory is
2: on 9 11 C hour started at like 10 20 it was
3: G hour because I taught GH and I remember oh is that it, was it where it, we were a two day? yeah
2: so I had to teach whatever the no. third period was. I remember oh, trying to teach the third period like it was like nothing had happened. And then after third period, we turned the TV back on, and a tower had fallen, and the Pentagon had been hit. And uh, I couldn't teach fourth period, because my brother was in the Pentagon. That was part of the reason. And there was a and there was a cadet in my um, in my class whose dad was in the Pentagon. Uh, and so, like, I don't I don't know what we did for that fifty five minutes. But we didn't teach. But I think the next day we were just back at it, right? Like trying to yeah. pretend like yeah,
0: not oh, like oh, nothing oh, had
2: happened, but we were just like. We're not going to. the not schedule this. went on. Yeah, because yeah. like we
0: taught classes. Shit, I remember the day of. Like I went home at some point in time. Did they cancel? Class? I remember no. Gabrielle was freaking out yeah, because I wasn't was, coming, home. Was so like, yeah. coming home. She's like, "What do you mean you're not coming home?"
2: She was like, "What do you mean you're going to class?" She, like, Gabrielle could not comprehend yeah. that we were still going to class. We were. We,
4: we, I was at JRTC as an OC. We started a rotation on 9/11. Wow. So we went to the field, and everybody was kind of in shock. Like everybody was sort of like, Yeah. Like what do we Are do? Man? Yeah. Like, but, like we felt like the whole world had just changed, and we were like, whatever we were doing at that time was like that's important are we, what than are we was. doing yeah, yeah totally and, and everybody wanted to do something um, but what were you gonna do right yeah it's the problem and, and what we didn't realize at the time is the day after 9/11 the United States was the most powerful country in the world we had the moral power to do amazing things and uh, you know you know we, we were just an instrument you know we were we were all questioning what you know people were calling me you know what? What are you guys going to do about this? And I'm like, well, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. You know what? What do you do against? You know,
5: let's overreact yeah. and do some stupid shit. Yeah, you I re- know. I remember That's in graph because I was in graph at the time, and, I, and you just—I forgot it. I forgot this until just now. Our because uh, we were in the, head, the headquarters. Mm-hmm. Our headquarters come to Commander. No kidding. I think it was, it was probably maybe not the 12th, but it was probably—I know it was probably about the 14th to 15th. He got a range and just a, and just a shitload of weapons. And, we just, and it was no kidding, it was a really cathartic experience. We all just went out to the range and just fired on, you know, we just got to open up on like 50 cows and everything else. And it was just a way to get us to get some energy out, you know, and it was really, I forgot about that. But it was because we wanted to do something, but we didn't know what to do at the time, you know, other than just business as usual. And I, and I wish I could remember, it was, I think it was Greg Goth, it was, you know, no, none of the classmates of ours, but you know, like just our HAC company commander just opened up a range and I thought that was pretty, it was needed it was needed mm-hmm. we needed to just go fire some rounds so our cla- our classmate dave morrow know, dave, dave morrow, yeah. is like a nuclear mm-hmm. physicist yeah. okay
4: just retired just retired yeah um he um he was at oc with me he was an infantryman um and we were sitting <clears> out like in this day of shock like everything kind of we we literally i think we lost like a day like everybody was <laughs> And if you guys have not heard Dave Morrow's ranger school story, any, are you any, any familiar with us? <laughs> Dave has literally been all the way through ranger school three times. Before he finally got his tag. Now
0: Dave did ROP as a cadet, didn't
4: he? I think he did. <clears throat> <clears throat> because I did it. Yeah, and he didn't make Ralph, it. Ralph, so, Right, Craig, so, right, so
1: you went all the way through, didn't Corey, make Corey, it. Borey, Timmerman.
4: Mm-hmm. Anglin, um,
5: or, Jim, uh, the, the Jim didn't think, go
4: range school. He he busted his foot before yeah, that. So yeah. so so he so he went all the way through and like didn't get his tab. And then he went through, all the way through. It was like a day one recycle. Went to his unit, came back. Like he was. He told me that story on nine eleven, and I remember thinking to myself, you know, that's some moral courage, man, to g- keep going back. Like I, I went straight through. Like I don't know if I would have had the balls to keep going. Well, somebody had the story. I
1: had the same thought. Well, Dave Morrow. I, I always thought to myself,
4: if I get hurt, you're all the way through at Ranger School three times. I want
1: to get hurt bad I'm enough that I could leave with honor. Yeah. Who, who wrote that? I did. You wrote that, yeah. yeah I did. Like, like, you want to break your leg if you're gonna if you're gonna get hurt Ranger School, break your legs. And yeah, I mean,
0: I'm, I'm I'm frankly I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I mean, shit, you're all like we're 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 imminently fallible, right? So. <clears throat> I mean, I wish I was stronger and better than that. But I, I went, I went to ranger school, and it was the last class before Christmas. Yeah. right? you were there with. My I remember pfft. with with Randy Clayman, right? I was a year removed, so ah. I was by myself. Okay. Well, well, I didn't know anybody.
1: No what did you go? You went to West Point for a year as like a P or something? Or no,
0: I was on the Army's world class athlete program. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> so I tried, to qualify, I tried to qualify for the 92 Olympic trials. So I went to like the all army championships and uh, I went to US nationals. And yeah, I got my ass kicked by some really famous boxers. So. Yeah. <laughs> I got beat up a lot Um, (laughs) so
4: so you went the following year after so I
0: went exactly so I was a year removed so I went I went back so I did eight months at Fort Huachuca I went back I did Bradley because I asked to do the Bradley course because they sent me to Fort Hood as my follow-on so, I asked to go to Bradley before Ranger School because I wanted to like re army myself, right? Like mm-hmm. do ruck marches and shit and get ready for Ranger School. Not a lot of ruck
4: marches at the Bradley Leers course.
0: No, I did my own. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, wa- I wanted to get in shape for Ranger School because I had spent eight months on the boxing team and we don't wear any uniforms. All we do is train like 24 7, right? So
4: You're pretty fit.
0: Um, yeah, but it's a different kind of fit, yeah, right? It is. yeah. So, I went back for the Bradley course, and I got into shape School, and I went to Ranger School, and it was the last class to graduate before Christmas. And I remember thinking, if I get recycled, like, there's no fucking way I'm coming back. Like, this is hell on earth. Like, like, Ranger School fucking sucks. Excuse me. <laughs> like, it really, really, really sucks. And I remember being in the mountains, which for me was the worst phase. Like, oh, like, so hands and knees. Like You can't climb What time of year did you right? uh October to December. Yeah. October to December. We went Last went class he graduated it. before Christmas. So we graduated like December. We were
4: there in March. 11. It was pretty awful. Yeah, yeah so, and that dude died, remember? Yeah, we had a dude died. In fact, that was like, Pshhh, like, you know, you know. Fuck this. Yeah, it was like, he yeah. was like doing the kick and chicken. And of course, you're like, ah. Whatever, it is. Then he died, and you're like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, I remember thinking that you know, in the mountains, there was zero aluminum. And I remember this I kept popping off star clusters, and he was like, when, when the star cluster goes off, start fucking running. And when it burns out, walk. Because we had to get somewhere in a certain amount of time, and it was like, we were like on the edge of a cliff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? If I slip and fall, like I'm gonna break a bunch of shit, but at least it'd be honorable when people are like, oh, why didn't mm-hmm. you make the ranger go back? I broke my, I broke both my legs or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's a good way to go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, who thinks that? We had an instructor at OBC yeah. who was like, like, are you guys going to ranger school? Like, yeah, like, yes, sir. He's like, this is my ranger tab. He like opens his, like, he's got this huge, like mangled arm, like this, like all the scars so when he broke his arm and it like, he's like, well, that's, you know, here's my ranger tab right here. So like, I always thought to myself, if I get hurt, you know, l- let me get. her. I don't want it to hurt a lot, but let me just. <laughs> <laughs> Which to look really yeah, good. Just let it yeah. be enough that I can like leave with honor. You know. Yeah. But somehow I, we made it through. Like yeah, that. I don't know. I
0: I just. Candyman's
1: carried me through. through. <laughs> I think my glasses. Thank God. Thank God for <laughs> you, man.
4: I don't. Um, I don't. I don't know if I can take that credit. Um, right
0: but you know that I don't think. I don't know if a lot of people. Give credence to much providence or luck or like ranger school or right. getting promoted, just surviving in yeah. the yeah. army yeah. Not like getting like, Not like, getting even blown like up. A, I mean, come on I, I never should have been yeah. a fucking colonel in the army, yeah. right? And I'm like, damn, I'm a lucky dude, right? Like, you serve with such great soldiers and such great support leaders and people who take care of you and there's so much luck and happenstance involved in all that yeah. and you just don't I don't, it's, I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't want to be
3: too heavy, but for me, being promoted to 06 was the hardest promotion of all because every promotion before then, you're going out and you're high-fiving with everybody in the hallway and it's like, yeah, we made it. And that one, the list came out, and it's like... Yeah. There are phew, a lot of good people not nope, on that yeah, list. Yes, nope. people a lot better than me A lot on of on good this people list, not on that you know? list. And it's like... You know, I went home and kind of told Debbie. It's like, yeah, you know, I I made Colonel, but he didn't, she didn't, he didn't. You know, it's yeah, high five with your wife quietly. It's like, why, why me? You know.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I wasn't. I don't know what the right word is. Yeah. I don't know, but I know
4: i agree with you. Hey, Chris. Yes. I think you're. I think you're the perfect guy to be a colonel. Absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> shut up. No, I okay. I I, I understand the whole self-deprecating thing, but I remember watching you. I was at I was at uh, the advanced course, and I was living out at Whisperwood or Willow Creek or one of the, out on Exit Five, and you were out playing basketball with one of your soldiers. Do you remember that? You had your shirt off, Mm-mm. you know, and it was like you know May or June, and you were playing basketball with one of your soldiers at. That was stationed there. I don't remember why you were there for the advanced course with me.
6: Yeah,
4: I think you're a good leader. That's why you got promoted to colonel because you take care of soldiers. You take you put other things ahead of yourself. Shit. Yeah, that's well, deep, nice man. I had a few drinks, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of admiration. It comes, it comes. Yeah. I mean, like sometimes I sit, I sit in a freaking meeting, right? I'm sitting in this ridiculous meeting at the war college, you know? I'm like. And there's two of my classmates in there, right? And I'm like looking at these guys, like, like, how this Like, the thing is, it's funny because because we've been in the army for almost 30 years, right? I knew Just you guys when I was 18 years old. Isn't yeah, that crazy? And we're all serious about some yeah. stupid ass shit at the war college, right? we need to fix this in the curriculum, you know? And nobody even—it doesn't even matter, right? Because it's not like the guys that go to the war college. Like, if we don't get this, if we don't get it right. You know they're gonna screw it up. You know senior leaders are complaining about colonels. Like senior leaders have been complaining about colonels. Like I complain about the generals. Okay, <laughs> but anyway, you know, and we're there. We are looking at yeah, each cool. other. Do we ever just like have a, like every so often I'll have a mental moment. On this happened. Where did life go? <laughs> right? Because I just, it, just, just a, you know, just, just like uh, a while ago. Wasn't was it
2: just like, yesterday Paul McGulco was throwing the design project out the <laughs> window a crappy Sharp? so was, I could uh, run it over to the hot <laughs> hall <laughs> before 1600? Right. Wasn't <laughs> I just wearing a
6: jockstrap <laughs> and running
2: through uh, <laughs> central
4: area in fucking December? You know? Be savi! <laughs> <Davey! laughs> this is great! <laughs>
1: days yeah. years are... Uh, now <laughs> I'm a freaking colonel? <laughs> and I pretend like I don't know. I don't
0: remember that. His name is Sean Carnes. His name is Sean Carnes. He's a yeah. brigade command sergeant major now. That's right. He's a oh, prior, prior first
4: class in my place. That's
1: school. right. Who, he's a, and he's what? He's a lieutenant colonel now? No, he's, he's a, a
4: sergeant he just the brigade, brigade okay. command sergeant major? Brigade sergeant major. So Man, I never, I never yeah, served he's with a you. a great guy. But I was like... That's pretty cool, like, the, yeah. that, that. that's, that's, I just did
0: care of him because he was going to ranger school. Yeah, that right. Like, that was before he started, yeah. while I was at the dance course. Yeah, but that's cool. That, and I went, and then when I went to Fort Bragg, he graduated ranger school, I went back for his graduation. Yeah. So yeah, no, cool. I mean, soldier. Chris, now, yeah. uh, you, yes, like, yes, you were talking before,
1: <laughs> you were talking before about Dude, the I'm, fact I'm, that you. I'm a GS-13. You've got, <laughs> you know, yes, that but, but, but seriously, you've got, yes, you yes, have yes. no family connection to the military. No. It's just like out of like randomly you yeah. like got uh, like the right sort of like serendipity kind of like made its way to you and you ended up going to West Point, right? Yes. And like you know, 100%. Doug, you're Doug, a Doug, you're, a you're, you're an Army brat. Yep. And Jeff, you got family so, yeah. in the military. <laughs> yeah. So. Craig was, uh, you're part of service, right? You're also like just a random dude from California, right? Yeah. So Brando. like.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, you yeah very I mean very short like. My parents didn't have money to send me to college, very simple, they told me at a very young age, and my middle school, if you were like an honor student, there was an organization called the World Organization Study Club, and they took a trip to New York City every year, and if you had a certain grade point average, and you attended these meetings, you got to go, it's like you went to the United Nations, and you went to see the Rockettes, and you had dinner, and then we also visited West Point. It was eighth grade, right? And I was from outside of Boston, Massachusetts. And I remember I was like, this place is, like, fucking cool. Like, everyone walking around here, like, has a purpose, right? Like, I was like, this place is nuts. And I went back home, and, and I remember, I told my dad, I was like, yeah, this, that place is really cool. my dad was like, oh, oh, my God, son. Oh, if you ever went to a school like that, <laughs> I, and so I just kept thinking about it I don't know and then it was free so <laughs> there, is applied, there is that I applied you remember they had early admission yeah so I <laughs> I didn't get early admission I, I applied early admission and I so December my senior year in high school I, I had already been accepted to West Point oh, that's and crazy and uh Doug and done, you didn't I get early admission hell, so it but it could oh be because man.
1: you were a military family, so we already got this guy, but we don't have this guy. Uh, so that might have been part yeah. of it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so like, so like, we're gonna take this well, guy. I didn't
0: have a nomination so, either.
1: Okay. So, but if you get to early, early, the yeah, nominations like are they, low. They I was found, on the mission.
0: They found school. the nomination
1: yeah. form. Yeah. Or so, if, so the bottom line I, is, I, I don't know. Sorry, I do the whole Congressional thing is, is irrelevant. Because if mm-hmm. West Point wants you, they'll find you. Right, a right. Yeah, not necessarily.
3: I was on the admissions committee, and depending on what Congressional district you're from, it can be that the perfect cadet doesn't go to West Point. Really? We do talk to the other academies to try and get on. them
1: in somewhere, yeah. mm-hmm. but. You know, I thought, the, like, if you're from Maryland, like, you can pull one from North Dakota. Because, like, Maryland's got a lot of kids, and no. so, like, North Dakota is very,
3: no? Every, center, or every member of Congress can work their nomination however they want. Obviously, the best way for the Academy, and what many of them do, is you pick the best young woman, young man from my district. The mm-hmm. Academy loves that because we can get the people we want to build a class. But there are members of Congress who exercise exercise their prerogative and say, no, my nephew is going to be in the class of whatever.
1: But they could say, we're not going to accept him, right? Like, you well, have five no, thousand days. If they're, if they're fully that qualified, qualified, that person is going to win. Oh,
3: if yeah. a congressman nominates yeah. a fully qualified he, person, they are going.
2: But if they nominate by name, as opposed to say, "Here's my slate of ten nominations." This is the, the
1: primary principle. Awesome. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that was like because there's 435 members of Congress, they each have five. That's two 000, over two thousand, yeah. right? I think yeah. higher math, right? And then, and then five, know, five, got, got five times five head. times 100. I mean, oh, five times a hundred. Five. They get
3: five. And here's the other thing. And... and I shouldn't no, be saying all right. But it, it's intended that you can put one cadet in each class, and you've always got that silver bullet when you've got two, two. Right. Nobel Roberts. Prize winners in the same class. Uh, but he, he I, I would the tell Tennessee you, Tennessee politics course. happens yeah. in here. If someone gets voted out of office, yes, they're going to use every nomination. Yeah. Even if they've only got one cadet at the academy, once they're voted out, bam, these four are going. And so my successor can't nominate anyone. For so what's years. your story?
1: Your prior service is somebody, like some officer come up and say, hey, Morrow, you're kind of a smart dude, you should go to West Point, or? I had just re-enlisted,
3: and I was sitting in my barracks room in Germany. Your E-4? I was E-4, E-4 at the time. Okay. Uh, yeah, am I a or No, 41st Field Artillery Brigade. Uh, and I rail realized, Railgunners. I realized, oh, um, Babenhausen, yep. yep. I realized, you know, even if I'm next sergeant major, I don't know that I will be fulfilled. So the next day I went to the Ed Center and I'm like, you know, I just... Mm-hmm. Normal E-4. Normal <laughs> yeah. <Yeah. Yeah>. yeah. <laughs> E-4s don't say. It. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know my field. Field. if I will
2: be fulfilled. In my head,
3: head, I heard we got to send this guy to West Point. <laughs>
4: yeah. like, he's, he's not fine, talking he's like he's an
0: officer. perfect. It is fucking perfect. He's perfect. Yeah. perfect.
4: <laughs> <He's> sergeant <laughs> Major, I do not feel that I can be fulfilled. We're sending you. West
3: Point! You're a yeah. perfect little asshole to send to West Point!
4: He's Soldiers doing, will
1: hate
3: you!
2: Doing, you're yes. you to West
1: Point! He's doing triple integral calculus for, uh, right. PT. Right! right. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's counting
2: guys! What's this?
0: I was a
3: fucking goofy goober. I was like... what the fuck?
0: So we go to triple integer is, <laughs> right? integral. A integ- oh. <coughs> integral, integral. Say integral. now you remember. That's really in- That's integral to this conversation.
3: <laughs> so I go to the Ed Center and they I I say I just I need more out of the army. They're like, what do you want to do? I said I want to fly. I, I believe we're, we're going to make you a warrant officer, helicopter pilot. So have your battery commander sign this form to take the flight aptitude test decide. and come back and see me. I went and I saw my commander, and it was Samsung. he signed uh, the 4187. He said, uh, Specialist Moore, I'm gonna sign this, but come back and see me after you take the flight aptitude test. And I went back and I saw him, and I remember him sitting there in his office, Herb Blumquist, class of 77, and his West Point diploma is on the wall behind him. And to me, I, I, I lost mine 20 years ago, I think, but his diploma looked about four foot wide and six foot tall. And he said, Specialist Morrow, have you ever thought about going to West Point and then flight school? Mm. No, sir. And It's a really good flight program. So that was, it was a design commander? Uh, my battery commander. Battery battery. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, he got out of the army as a major, but when I, when I did make I invited him to West Point. Did you? Uh, uh, that's ceremony. awesome. Yeah. That's cool, uh, that man. is so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. you know, what a great story. One, one of those moments that changes your life yeah. entirely. It's just it's, a random the, thing though. Yeah, it's, the guys I was enlisted with, you know, I, I went to uh, Fort Sill, what, 15 years ago. Uh, for a retirement sir, for one of the guys that was there at Babenhausen with me, I'd, I'd be a retired E7 now. Mm. But for her Blumquist, I thought about going to
0: West Point. Sure. Mm. But that is like an interesting question. You look at the the diversification of backgrounds and people who end up going to West Point, right? You it some, is one of the beauties got, of the place, right? Like you got, you got like Joe freaking Schmo, right? Like me saluting with the left hand and being like, like seriously, like I marched my, so they were like, march your squad, I was like, march my fucking squad, did you know there was week zero knowledge when you went to West Point, did you know that, yeah, there was week zero knowledge, you all knew it, I did, I like saluted, and this guy was like, do salute me, I work for a living, and I was like, what the fuck, he's like wearing that uniform of people that get saluted, right? <laughs> oh, I don't, know. I don't know, Yes,
4: specialist. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes I private like, first class. But, but,
0: no private but, but first like, class. To take a guy like Kenny, you pr- you purport, that's a real word, to be of similar situation to me where like no military experiences come from wherever, yeah. and then you got guys like prior service, so you know yeah. what you're doing,
5: and family tradition, you know what you're doing, and so, Jeff. No, we came out of nowhere. You know, that was just. That, I, I was telling so, you as well when we got in there. I, I mean, I'm from southern Ohio, southeastern Ohio. I mean, this is foothills; it's Appalachia. And I thought I had a fairly, did you, read, you know, did you read nobelology? I yes. did, and did I related LG? to that. Right. So really? well, it was incredible. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry. but anyway, so I go Sweet there, work. and my first, uh, yeah. in my well, first, hold on, back up a second. How yeah. grandfathers? Oh no, it, yeah, my no uh, yeah. yeah, when I when I was growing up, my grandfather was well he was uh he was was cadet West Point cadets watching us right, right now. <laughs> back. They
0: hey, do with
6: that. Time
0: time I just want this uh, paid public service. <laughs> if Cadet Calvin Hart is watching this show, Calvin you need to shut off your computer. <laughs> <laughs> this is Uncle Chris, you need to shut off your computer. No, so Jerry's t- oldest son is at Westbrook. That's
5: awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. A lot of our one? classmates
4: seem to have... Oh, uh, oh yeah. 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 My kids have no interest. No, no. Really. I mean, my daughters,
3: all of them, did four years of ROTC in high school, when I said, what. What do you think about the military?
0: They looked at me like I had two heads. They're yeah. so like, why would you even yeah. ask that? No, ugh. And mine are all art I artists. Like dead serious, like the from oldest yeah. son, like long hair, earrings, like he wants to make films and shit. And like, yeah. he's really good at it, yeah. he does. And my younger son, I told you, classical ballet, he'll be a professional dancer in two years. And so all
1: the creativity that you don't have, you pass on <laughs> <hair. laughs> <laughs> to going You got a great wife, that's just I it. I have a great <laughs> wife,
0: but listen, we need to bounce it over to Jeff because he's been trying to tell us. Yeah, so we're talking
1: Southern Ohio Appalachia, <laughs> yeah, 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 proud, yeah, exactly. proud, Sorry, proud family, awesome. proud, proud middle. Well, w- yeah, w- well, Western I mean, family. Yeah, or, it's it's Central America.
4: Central. Uh, Central America. America. <laughs> oh, Central America. A fucking yeah. flyover state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, actually, it's not. Ohio's not a flyover <laughs> state, by the way. Cent- Central, America, that's a different
5: story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Central of America. Central America. I see
3: on there, Colonel yeah. Andy Hall. We yeah. have a hey! lot. Hey! Has, has cadets from
0: the class of nineteen yeah. watching this? Right. Wow. Wow. This is inside yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: inside baseball. And is
0: yeah. Scotty Halstead on line yeah.
1: too? Yeah. So listen, I just we have Terry Rice, oh, Andy okay. Hall, Clint Caramath, Nadia King, Your Kelly Laughlin. Kirk Swanson, yeah. Reggie Crenshaw, Dave Romano, hey, Tammy Annacco, Brent, uh, <laughs> uh, Brent Carpenter, I said before, Dave Baxter, Bax, hey. John Williams, Moose George, Alex Rogers, Jim, Jim, Jim Rockwell, George. Yeah, yeah. Look, Jim Rockwell
0: joined, what's up, Vince Jim Rockwell, how are you?
1: Brad Woods, Hey, Brad! Brad. Brad.
0: Oh, Brad <laughs> Woods, what's up, man? Kyle Spinks, Oh, oh come guy. Yeah, Kyle, go Dragons! Right.
1: So, Vince Lindemeyer. I know Vince. Wow. Chris Barden, oh, oh, Another Greek. Go Greeks! Another Greek who's yeah. not paid his... Has he not paid his dues? He's not paid his dues.
5: Chris! Well, right. Kirk! Right? You're last, right dude! Oh, what the hell? $1.91. Yeah, $1. 91. yeah all you I know, can oh, save there. a life! Mine! Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna kill me! Alright, so... Yeah. Central oh, Ohio. No, no, no. Yeah, so from, I, now I grew up in southeastern Ohio, and it was, um, I mean, like I said, it's big Appalachian, but I grew up, my, my uh, grandfather on my mom's side, he was 32, he got drafted for the Second World War, you know, so just, he goes over there. Fights through the Hurricane Forest, uh, you know, he's in 9th Infantry Division, survives all this, but anyway, long story short, you know, he didn't, he didn't make it back. Okay, so he was, uh, my mother was 10 years old when he was killed. Uh, so it was just she and and, and her sister, you know, my aunts, and, and my grandmother. They moved off the farm at that point, came into the big town in Galapagos, Ohio. Um, but and then my dad, he was young; he was seventeen at the time. You know, he graduated high school, enlisted in the Navy right at the end of the Second World War. So it was nineteen forty-five, and um, so you know, not a deep military background at all. But I grew up around these stories. And I think it's probably the same for all of us, because when we were, you know, we all graduated high school in the, you know, the mid-80s, you know, 87 or whatever it was that we graduated. Top gun gun. I remember, yeah, it was Top, it was top Gun, but it, there's a lot of people in my hometown that were, no kidding, all the kids, their dads were like World War II vets. Not Vietnam, It's really weird. I, it was like I was being raised like a boomer, but we were all Generation Xers. We all had older parents. It was just mm. the way it was. So I heard a lot of those kind of stories. Um, and then one one year we were my dad we were doing a vacation basically just over in Virginia and Maryland just to go over there and he takes us to you know takes me to Annapolis and I just thought wow Annapolis is the greatest place ever. And then that's the yeah, I didn't get a freaking nomination. All right, that's all right. But yeah, but the first day I mean but there was always this kind of sense that was talked about service. My family, which I—that's kind of what got me there and got me at least interested to realize I need to probably up my game if I want to get out of this town because it's a small town. I had great parents, loved them; they were perfect, but I had to get out of Southern Ohio. And uh, you know, apologies to anybody who's still in Southern Ohio, but but uh, for me, that was just the driving driving force to get out there. And um, but when I go to Westport, you know, I'm thinking I'm somewhat. Savvy, you know, because whatever small worldview, I thought. Well, I thought I had a wider worldview, and then I room with Bill Spencer, who's this half Samoan, half Polish, you know, guy from Hawaii, you know, and then Tommy oh, Keane. so and, half Samoan, yeah, and he's Polish, Polish too, yeah, crazy. But from, he's from Hawaii. Hawaii, okay, and so and then Tommy Keene, you know, the lacrosse player from Long Island, you yeah. know, and here's me, and I'm in the middle of this, and I'm thinking, you know, there's no other school on the planet that does that, you, we're all. You know, from whatever economic backgrounds, you know, Herb Petrie, who's coming in, you know, carrying a million dollars in his pocket. And it's just, these are the kind of people thrown together in one place. Herb yeah, Herb's was, probably I mean, on Let me Herb, check Herb Petrie <laughs> what she gave to West Point. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, it's it's the one, cool, it was really cool looking back at it, especially that, like Chris was just saying, you know, it was everyone, all these people are thrown together. And, and you start... Learning people's breakfast, you know their beverage preferences, and delivering laundry, and you're you're getting yelled at on the crapper, you know, in, in Bradley Shortwing, you know, you're doing whatever, and uh, that happened, and, and that happened, <laughs> and you uh, and, and you bond, and I yeah. thought that was just really cool because there's no other school that does it, and I you know seen that wow. with my own kids too. So
1: Doug, you your old man's graph. Right? Yeah, He is. 64. So four. So did you like? What made you or like was there pressure to go to West Point? Did you decide on your own? Like what like how was how was your sort of decision to go to West Point? The uh so I definitely decided on my own. The uh
2: my older brother went to the Air Force Academy. Okay. And uh when he was applying to the Air Force Academy, my dad was sort of like, Why would you apply to the Air Force Academy and not at least also apply to West Point? And my brother was like, I can't imagine being in the Army. That sounds like the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life.
1: Was he a career, career Army officer, your father? Yeah.
2: So you guys, you grew up on military posts? I like, did my whole life. Okay. Yeah. So when, when uh, my, my brother was like, there is no way on God's green earth I would ever be in the Army. And my dad gave himself 100% to helping my older brother get into the Air Force Academy. So when it came my turn, and uh, I was trying to check out college options. And so I applied for Army ROTC and I applied to go to West Point. And my dad was helping me, right? It was just like he did with my older brother. But I knew that he was helping me and not helping himself, right? Because like, I'd already mm-hmm. seen him help my older brother get what my older brother said he wanted. So when mm-hmm. I said, hey, this is what I want and he was helping me do it, the um, I, was, I knew that he was helping me because he, I said it's what I wanted to mm-hmm. do not because he was trying to make me go to West Point in his image or anything like that right right.
1: but at least you knew about it you knew about West Point so
2: so I did so I had lived there as a kid my dad taught history at West Point so I thought I knew right the uh honestly I didn't know Squat Right, so like I knew where my old house on West Point was. Right, I I knew the hill I used to somersault down to get to kindergarten, um, but I didn't know squat about what it meant to be a cadet. I didn't know absolutely. Any- I didn't know anything about what it meant to
0: be an <laughs> officer. He was crying. So this is the so West <laughs> This isn't West Point. Not
1: at all. Somersaulting <laughs> down.
0: This fucking sucks. Yeah. So,
1: so, so, Escondido, California. Yeah. Did they even know that that they're part of the United States? How do you end up in West? I'm not from from Escondido. Escondido? No, no.
4: No. So, I grew, I grew up in uh, El Segundo. No, Solana Beach, Cardiff by the Sea, Encinitas, and then I actually moved inland. I went to Torrey Pines High School for two years, and then graduated from Fallbrook High School. And Fallbrook sits inland from Camp Pendleton, so a big military community, you know, Marine kids. Mm-hmm. I went to high school with Marine kids. And my superintendent of our school district was a Naval Academy graduate. There were, when I when I entered West Point as a plea, there were 13 of us from my high school at West Point. Three. Really? Wow. wow. So it was sort of. Golly, crazy. that's crazy. Yeah, 13. So I started with three. I was the only one that graduated. Wow. Mm-hmm. I thought I had a lot, because I knew there were yeah, two.
2: Eric Timmerman. Well, he he graduated from lowerworth High a year ahead of me and gone to the prep school, and then uh, Warren Cox, who didn't graduate
1: but started so as our classmate.
0: Three of my classmates from high school, including me, went to West Point.
1: So my very
0: small school outside in Boston. Rob Blomquist is yeah. our classmate. But yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I, I didn't grow I didn't up didn't in cherry. that town.
4: Like I wasn't very from cherry. there. Mm-hmm. I only went to high school there for two years, and I got interviewed. I, I was playing high. You know, I was a pretty good high school football player, and I was I got interviewed. I was like the Athlete of the Week or something in the playoffs. And I got interviewed and, you know, the, the newspaper, you know, the reporter asked me, like, well, are you going to go to college? And I'm like, I don't know. Because I, I, I did, my parents didn't go to college and they didn't, I thought I would go to college, but I didn't really have a plan and nobody was helping me figure that out. And I was like, you know, I always wanted to go to West Point. I always wanted to go from the time I was a little kid. But to me, it was like, like, that's, that's like not even, a, that's like, they try to be an astronaut. It's like a, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I want to be the president someday yeah, or something. Now, was, it was like it was kind of cool, but yeah, I'm never gonna go there. So literally, like I got interviewed. I, I mentioned that in this interview. I still have the newspaper article actually, and um, like my coach calls me up a couple of weeks later. He's like, "Hey, were you serious about that?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, the, the football coaches want to talk to you." Um, wow! That's awesome. <laughs> they want to interview you, and I was like. Wow. Okay. Um, so what's funny is little story is that. So when I was in third grade, you had we had to read these biographies of famous people. So you read like Robert E. Lee, Ulysses S. Grant, Eisenhower, um, Patton, all these famous American figures, and then you had to do, you had to give like an oral like book report. And I remember telling this story. That's the first time I ever. There was a there was this, this West Point was sort of like this thing in all of these books and i was getting drunk like i am right now with eric timmerman and we were talking, we were at ocs together at jrtc and we we're telling the story and he actually found uh one of these books and gave it to me as a like a birthday gift oh, cool. when we were there together i still keep it i still put it i still have like a little display case and i put that book in there like yeah so that's, that's, not, that's how I, yeah, cause it, and, I, and I always wanted to go, and I always liked history, and I was always interested, but to me, it was never, I, yeah, it was like totally not even
5: something I would even imagine. I, I was the first person to go to West Point, well, first person to go simply, since uh, the previous guy from my hometown to go was 1927. Wow. And so between when I went and when he went, and he was still alive at the time, he's a retired 2 star. And uh, still alive, just he retired back there. But not, I was the first person to graduate from my hometown or to go there since that point. And, I was, and, then we, and right now, one of my high school classmates, her um, her son is actually a firstie this year. And he's the first guy to really, uh, he's going to be the first one to graduate since me. And so it's been a long time, you know. But it's wow. just, that's, that kind of gives you an you know, idea of like my, the area I grew up in as well. Yeah, so one, of, one of the questions you asked us, like, what would we do differently?
4: Yeah, what would you do differently? I wouldn't do anything. I've had a great life in the Army. I've got to do things that I would never imagine, uh, face challenges that I never thought I would ever face, um, face fire, You know, have soldiers trust me. Um, it has been an amazing life. I feel that I'm a rich man because of the life that the Army has given me. Here, here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. So, so this is a great segue into talking about the army because I feel like we've only talked really about West Point and like mm. you guys are like the elder statesmen of the army, right? Like you. <laughs> you <laughs> no, <but laughs> so. Maybe they. Are, but I'm not. No, 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 no. I think I think I think you all are right. And so like for those you of us, are like, me you know, a brigade, brother,
4: right? And you're a retired colonel, so yeah.
1: yeah. So you own it. Yeah, you own. Your colonel owned. retired. And I I, I, I will say, I mean, if there's if there's if there's ever a crew that lives the, the motto duty shall be done, it's it's you it's it's you know you five guys for, for sure, and as well as our other classmates around. Yeah, lots, the lots more. No, yeah, lots mean, more. Other ways to serve. I'll tell you, know, I'm
4: you. Know, our class us more. i tell you, our class. I mean, we're solid. Like our classmates, yeah. Dave, Hodney... Yeah. Right. Great Anderson, guy, Moose great George. guy. I mean, yep. the guys, these these guys are the yeah. GO. Right? John Richardson, right? Yeah. These guys like, are amazing guys. Like you know, we we've all done our part, and, and I've super. served. You know, in combat with some of these guys, and I'm like, we we. I mean, we have we have legitimately guys. lived up to. The Dude, F- no, F- the, yeah. the, the, and the yeah. army the army values like yeah. in, in terms of. Being true to the army, not to ourselves, and mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, look at how great I am." Mm-hmm. I'm talking about selflessness, mm-hmm. and, and I'm very proud of our class mm-hmm. uh, and, and the soldiers that continue to serve. It, it, you know, for all of you that are no longer serving or serve for a short time, and you can be very proud of your the, your class's service. Um, on campaign around the world. And I'll, drink here, here. I'll drink to that. Here, here, drink to that. Hold
6: on, on. I got to charge <laughs> my glass. Hold on, hold on, real quick.
0: The, so how's the cowl here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Very good, cowl. Come on, you guys. Yeah, no okay. doubt. So, but like everybody serves in a different way, right? There's no like, sure. so. I mean, if right. every if all of our classmates stayed in the army beyond five years. Like, I never would have fucking been promoted.
6: Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so, not the well, way so well, like, you don't want it to. You you're right 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 right. On, so,
0: so, like, my point is, and I'm sorry, maybe that came off as a little too glib, but what I mean is, like, everybody serves in different ways, and not everybody's supposed to Yeah, it's funny. 20 I was at the Penn State football, football game right? last week, and there right. was a
3: young lady there who's a high school senior wants to be an Army nurse, and she asked about West Point. And I had to think from it, because I know... I think we've got at least three classmates we got way more that are out. nurses. We got like Whoa, kids. really? But, but yeah. they yeah. don't do it yeah. in the army. One. They got out oh, of the Oh, like one. Eric Pritchard's
4: a nurse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say. It's like Washington. Yeah, Eric Pritchard for sure. Uh, right? uh, Crystal or um, Neil? No, Crisola. Colleen, Colleen, Crisola. Colleen. Yeah. Colleen. So, Colleen Crisola. Oh, did she really? I didn't
5: know. Yeah. That. So they're serving. She I think she. But was, well, yeah. it was, it was yeah. the whole idea about lifetime of service to the nation. That that yeah. part always spit, always, always hit, hit me. Yeah, and I look at Jamie and I'll, and I'll tell you because you're hosting yeah, yeah. I what you're doing right now for exactly. vets. I mean, honestly, exactly. you're taking care of our soldiers. For real. Your soldiers, exactly. our soldiers, everybody we had in there, and there's and it's not just there's. So many people out there. Everything that you know. I mean, you can think about everybody. They're still serving their nation, putting the service cool. over self,
0: right? In in for, yeah, putting yeah. service over, over self, self yeah. in some capacity.
5: It yeah. So it's almost
0: easier to do in uniform in a way. It, it is. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. It yeah. yeah. is. Yeah. A, yeah. yeah. a little more difficult yeah. to do when so you're not easy. in uniform. So my hats off to everyone who, who got out before, uh, twenty or before 15 or before ten or, or right after five or whatever, and then serves in another capacity. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's what makes America great.
1: Well, listen, we all do it's a little America bit, but you guys, guys have done a lot. In terms of shouldering more than your fair share of the task, I'm you myself. guys have done it. I'm and myself. then some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys have so done, I'd done it. I be the lone survivor? Yep. <laughs> <done that>. <laughs> I'm I so just grateful, <laughs> grateful <laughs> for that. Um, <laughs> and so proud of that. But So you have a perspective, though. I mean, you you know, almost three decades now, you know, three decades total since since our day, right? Yeah, yeah. at least since that. Yeah, right. so... So like, what are we doing right today? What are we doing not so right? Like, what could we be doing differently? Like, like your perspective, because you've seen things change. You've seen the, 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 the army change. You've seen people that are coming into the army change. Like, And also you've seen the threats change. Yeah, like, what are we doing
4: right? What are we doing that we could be doing better? So um, there's a big emphasis right now on near-peer competitors and getting ready to fight big war again, and um, which is interesting. Um, I don't think we ever sort of, at least in my experience, we always train to fight at the high end, but um, officers do what's required of them. So if I got to go fight you know, a near-peer competitor, then I go fight a near-peer. If I got to go to a, a country and figure out how to get them clean drinking water, and that's what they give us, that's the mission they give us. that's what we do. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a little bit concerned that we're going into this oversimplified post-Vietnam. Mm-hmm. you know we're only going to fight you know conventional war, big war instead of facing the reality is that having a very powerful military creates a deterrent that pushes us into these gray areas. It pushes us into places that are less than that which we've seen, right, we've seen it in Afghanistan, we've seen it in Iraq, to say, well, we're not going to do that anymore. And that's the kind of stuff I'm starting to hear. The same kind of stuff that the Army said after Vietnam. Bullshit. Officers do what's required of them. So what we need to do is, uh, as an Army, and particularly our officer corps and our non-commissioned officers, too, is, is teach them and train them to not what to think, but how to think. And... Right now, I think we've gone a little bit too more to the army that we joined, right? The the army we joined is like, if I just do the battle drill hard enough, I'm gonna win, bullshit. You gotta think. You gotta know how to think. You gotta know how to operate um, and do things in a way that we were never really, that expectation wasn't created in us. And I think that's the thing I'm concerned about right now is that we're going too far to this, fighting the wars we want, instead of the wars we have, and uh, I think it's dangerous. <laughs> and and uh, that's my that's my. So what, is, what? So that that yeah. sounds very. I'm,
1: I'm sorry, it sounds very theoretical, right? Like, what's the like? How is it like? What what does it actually change then? Like like, is it is it about what what threats you you train for? Is it, is that how that changes, or is it like? I mean, are we? Are we equipped the right way? Like, do we do we have to change the way that we do? Like, uh, yeah. you know, like well, with the, the, the chairman. The botanic? chairman
5: talks about you know. The chairman talks about you know moving at the speed of warfare. I mean, just the way that the tempo is operating you know mm-hmm. right now across all domains. You know, and that's one of the the world's evolved in such a way that we require a lot of senior leaders, and that's what Kenny's job is. You know, specifically over there, what they do at CSL, and what the War College here is trying to do specifically with our general officer, but the level of education and guys like DA and and, and everyone will be going you know, as they go through this to realize that they've got to operate at a um, at that strategic level as a as a thinker much more than they than they were expected of in the past. Meaning that warfare is it's it's so dynamic anymore across so many spectrums between you know space and cyber and you know just the land and air and everything the the jointness of this whole thing. But it's moving so fast and the tempo may be controlled by somebody else. So you've got to rest control of that somehow. But we can't just put it into, and I think what Kenny's getting at is we can't just put it into the box we want to put it into because it's comfortable and this is where we are. We have to be able to, you know, develop these situations on our own as well. And so we have problems with that because you're not trying to create um, systems. You're not trying to create a new tank. You're not trying to create those kind of things. You're trying to get thinkers, you're trying to get people to actually think through the problems that are being handled. And build the teams to be able to solve them, or, or to at least influence those things. I don't know, if Doug. I mean, you, you teach this daily, you know. And your what your ideas would be on this?
2: Well, I think what the army needs to do is figure out how it's going to fight more decentralized. The uh, I think that um, when we when we were getting ready to be platoon leaders, when we were platoon leaders, we could rely on our company commanders being there to sort of. Coach us through each step of whatever our mission was. The uh, I don't think that the platoon leaders fighting in the next war are going to be able to do that. That uh, because our adversaries can find us every time we key a hand mic. Uh, if if we have to fight in a city, the city is going to force us to fight in small decentralized units. That. Uh, having a having a way of thinking and a mode of operations that enables small units at the platoon size to be able to to fight for two, three, four, five days without talking to their company commander and knowing that they're getting the mission accomplished. And I I, I envision platoons of the future almost like the submarines of today that come up once every 72, 96 hours, maybe once a week, to send a communication, a sitrep, and get the latest mission, and then be able to keep fighting. Because if they're talking longer than that, they're going to be found and they're going to yeah. be killed.
1: So it's so much more emphasis on the junior military officer in terms of their what, what we're our dependency upon them to be these like like um, agile thinkers, basically. Yes, and
2: the uh, I believe the other part with that is is an, is. Uh, deepening this, this sense of trust that you have in units. Yeah. So that's one of the places where I worry about the Army, where you know our attitude when we were growing up of, hey, we're gonna rotate jobs every two, three years, we're gonna change posts. And there's great goodness in that, especially in an industrial age Army of, hey, I don't wanna have a Fort Hood Army and a Fort Bragg Army, I wanna have one Army. So I'm gonna rotate people around all the time so you don't get embedded in one way of thinking. But the problem with that is you don't build long-lasting relationships with your bosses. And so if you wanna have trust that that guy is gonna be able to operate his unit for an extended period of time, that comes from having a, a real relationship with them. And that means we need to spend time longer together. And so I think the, the processes that we used for officer advancement and promotions and PCSs uh, just doesn't work in today's army. And I don't think we've changed that fast enough. Um, so that we, just the way that we think about conducting operations is different. And we, we power down decision making uh, to lower and lower levels. Yeah. That when platoon leaders and company commanders for sure are conducting operations, they have in the back of their mind the strategic what's the strategic effect of the mission that i'm on it's, it's not just about taking the objective but i have to i have to accomplish this mission because i know how it fits into the bigger scheme of things I, I think we need to get better at that
5: well i think you know jamie when we talked about this earlier too and off of operations but just about soldier care um, and i know this is something that really touches your heart too you know really big on that We were all talking before we kicked off on this about how we've kind of developed our own little social networks with the old units that we had and with the soldiers that we fought with. Because, uh, you know, the the words were used like it's almost like a proof of life check with a lot of these guys that we've built. And so the Army as an institution, I think, has gotten better by, you know, acknowledging some of the stressors that's been placed on it, especially since September 11th, you know, and, and what we've done since we've been in combat. Uh, but then there's been a lot of independent action as well, um, you know, from the unit side to look well, after soldiers. So this, there's this idea that the army is going to take care of it. Yeah. we are the army. Right? Absolutely.
4: Yeah. So, yeah. so people take care of it. people. So take care you, of people. Yeah. You going and playing basketball and going to one of your soldiers' ranger school graduation is because you are taking care mm-hmm. of one of your guys, right? Well, that's what we do. That's that's our duty. Duty shall be done. And the duty is down. that you keep taking care of your people. You know, I mean, yeah, one soldier at a time. Right, you rotate yeah. out of a, a, a command. But if you've gone to command, if you've commanded soldiers in combat, who have been through a really tough time with you, they're gonna ex- they look at you like you're you're the colonel. You're always gonna be the colonel to them, or the captain, or whoever, whatever rank you were. So we have an obligation. We are the army. Yeah, we are the army. We yeah. are the this is the strength of the army is us, not the army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not this big mindless bureaucracy. Yeah, it's sure it's, sure it's sure people. No. no. We take care of we so so you know we take care of our people. No yeah, you need to have policies, you need to have certain things, but at the end of the day, what most people need is just somebody to give a shit. Yeah, absolutely. So give them access to you. Uh, you know, uh, you know, be about it's not about you, it's about them. Um, you know, the same kind of stuff that about being a parent, right? It's not about you, it's about, about your kids. I mean, you know, but I mean, if it's the, selflessness.
0: If, if there's not some sort of formal network, then there's no um, guarantee that it'll be there when it's needed, right?
4: There's never a guarantee. So there's more of a guarantee when you um say okay I'm gonna do my be- I'm gonna do the best I can and uh, waiting on big big institution to take care of people you know is gonna happen but you know I'm sure all of you have soldiers that contact you and say, hey I need a letter I need you can you call I, I, I don't know how to fix this problem I don't know either yeah. right I don't know but I'll I'll go find some somebody right? that that does. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to go, that's not my problem. You know, I'm officer man. Bullshit. I'm going (laughs) to help you out because, you know. Yeah, because, but if they knew that that's what you were going to say, they wouldn't have called you in the first place. Right, yeah. Right? The, uh. But that's, I think sort of that ethos is sort of what is indicative of our, of our class. Because there is a certain sort of, you know, selflessness, you know. Um, and, And that's one of the things I'm kind of proud of. You know, my, my, my parents, you know, baby boomers, you know, they're the me generation, you know, it's all about me. Um, we, we've sort of been the ones sort of in the middle, right? you got the millennials, there's a lot of them. They're very focused on themselves. We've served with them. I love them. I mean, they're great Americans. But at the end of the day, we, we are, that's sort of who we are. We take care of people, and, and I'm proud of that.
1: I want to just know, we are. We have gone over the typical hour and a half. And we <laughs> oh oh a man, side. sorry. But, oh. But I do want to I do want to say we can continue to roll this thing and I'll edit it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so. Heavy yeah. edit job. Yeah, yeah, heavy so. edit, we'll, job. We'll do an edit job. Heavy edit job. But I do I I'm shrinking. Oh. <laughs> I got my jog strap on. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not as skinny as I used to be. <laughs> we, we can talk a little bit about no, uh, maybe nobody's gonna want to see that. <laughs> Nobody ever wanted to see it. <laughs> we can maybe walk this to the, to to a natural end point. Talk about taking care of soldiers, taking care of each other, uh, and always looking out for each other. Like you know, the army is an institution. It's an institution of people, and people take care of people. And yeah. Kenny, you were man. I mean, I was honored to go to your brigade change of command, right? It, yeah, I was So the, the very cool thing was that as I was in processing to sort of like get my ID to go on to post, right? One of your soldiers was there, was was there with me, right? And so he was trying to get through there, and he was telling me stories about you. He absolutely, unequivocally loves you, looks up to you, and he's somebody that you have kept in touch with, right? as well as many of these people that you served with as a battalion commander, right? And you've, you've, you've mentioned that you also, you created a kind of like a closed Facebook page, similar to the way that our, our class page is a closed Facebook page. So only classmates can see this and hear these antics, whatever. And you have something
4: similar for your- Evidently the class of 19. Okay. <laughs> so you have a spy, like, anything <laughs> called. You have
1: always taken care of your soldiers. And you've always looked out for so tell me a little bit more about this, this, this role that you play with this Facebook page. Because these are not people
4: that are currently serving. These are people that are now have yeah, left yeah. the Army. So, right. so I believe that, uh, you know, so what the, the, the thing that, that precipitated this is that in my old battalion, a lot of, a lot of guys were committing suicide. And, and me and really a group of, of senior non-commissioned officers, said, hey, sir, what do you think about us putting together a secret Facebook page? Let's invite all of our guys. Let's, let's provide support for guys that, that have shared experiences. And I was like, you know, that's, what a great idea. Let's do that. And, and so um, we created our own secret Facebook page. Um, it's got, you know, 1,700 plus people on it, and if one guy pops up and says, hey, I need help, a hundred people plus show up. They show up. They give money. They, I've had guys drive um, from, you know, a hundred miles away to go find guys in the middle of the night. I mean, that is the kind of, you know, so, so it's the same kind of stuff that kind of existed, and it's not, I don't think it's always going to have to be that way. You know, these guys are young guys, you know, and they leave the Army, and they think, ah, oh, fuck the army, and then they leave the army, and I'm like, wait, like, this, I miss these guys, and I miss this tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and I don't know what it's like to be out there. I mean, we all have each other still, right? I mean, we still, we're still yeah. in it. So we still have our tribe. Someday I won't have that anymore. That's how the, and, and, and I've had a whole lifetime to kind of, you know, mature. Well, you take a young 20-something-year-old kid who's gone to combat two or three times and gets out, and now he's got nobody. He's got no one to call. Now he's got something. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the power, I think, of social media. Like, people complain about social media because you know, there's a lot of ass-clownery that goes on in it. But it can also be very positive. And uh, you know, I, I've seen since we started this, there, we've had no more suicides. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Amazing.
1: And, and and, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers to that, man. Yeah. That's, that's good for you. So, and that's that's the benefit maybe of this um, of this podcast, of this continued uh, process that we have of convening classmates and being there for each other. And we talked about before. I mean, you know, always make it such that your your future is greater than your past, right? That's and right. you guys have had you know tremendous. Contributions to our country, and you'll continue to have tremendous contributions both in the army and outside the army. And I'm very, very grateful. I mean, if there's any if there's any group that exemplifies duty shall be, duty shall be done, it's this group right here. So I'm very, very grateful.
4: Thanks for coming thank out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's great.
1: It's fun. We're gonna yeah. stop. We're gonna stop the camera, but that doesn't mean we can't
4: stop uh, having a good time here. So. Yeah. And G1
3: uh, needs to give more money to yeah. G1. Yes. Yes.
4: Hold on. I got. I just gotta say something for for all the Gators out there. Slap them. <laughs>
0: They'll know what it means.
4: All right. All right.
0: Go dragons. Go tell
1: them. Go ducks. Go friars. All right.
5: Thanks everybody. Thanks we'll Jamie. Stop Thanks. Stop Jamie. this here. Got a lot
1: of people uh, giving us the thumbs up here.
5: Of right? sure it's the thumb.
6: <laughs> All right.